0: Self-help, personal growth, life improvement. Multi-level marketing schemes promise riches, better lives, and unimagined happiness. But beneath the surface of this organization was a secret society that drained its members of money, personal autonomy, and even their lives. This week's episode is Nexium Revisited. Up in the night, your heart fills with dread
1: So back in the day, yes. we talked about this cult, correct? This sex cult. I mean, technically, it's a sex cult. Yeah, it's one hundred percent a sex cult. Especially now that the trial and everything has happened, G3D2's. and a lot more information has come out. There's really no question that it was a sex correct. cult. There's a uh, overwhelming evidence. Overwhelming evidence. Yeah. Well, we talked about this one. It's in the Disney vault now. Way back when. Way back when, when we didn't know what the hell we were doing. No, it sounded like we climbed
0: into a tin can and just shouted. Yep, for, yep. Uh, no organization, no outline, just
1: a lot of uh, echoes. How far we've come. you know. Even what? going back and looking at the outline, and I'm using air quotes, from that episode... I texted you, and I was like, this is trash. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> this is unusable. There were, like, two things, I think, that I was able to pull from that. But this is pretty much all new information yeah, but, and just uh, revamped information. And a for lot sure. of the stuff came out
0: in the trial, so yes. we did not have access to that. Exactly. This was over a year ago. So, yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, over a year yeah, ago Yeah, over now. a year ago. So yeah. we're going to get back into this oh, hairy sack of crap. <laughs> I mean, I just have no... I have no patience for someone who i think you and i are both pretty humble we're both like thank you i'm sorry i don't mean to bother you like we we we're good at what we're good at i think we but we could always get better sure we're open to notes but i think the people like this guy who just he genuinely thought he was god he thought he was jesus i mean genuine thought he
1: was an incarnate of a deity he i said it in the first one i'll say it again Schlub. He's a schlub. He looks like he a, schlub. a schlub.
0: He is a I just also I, there's just no way that the a deity would look like that no, that he no. got. No. I mean, rejected he's not from even a somebody catalog. I would
1: want to date. No. As as the Brits say on Love Island, oh, please. he wouldn't even turn my head. Oh, I, I like that expression, yeah. and turn my head. About. I've been keeping a list of yes. my favorites. <laughs> Favorite Love Island phrases. I'm planning on doing something, maybe for a mini soda or the Patreon or something. I want to write them all down and then ask you what you think they mean. Oh, I love it. (laughs) I would have no idea. He wouldn't even tell my head. Yeah, that one's kind of self-explanatory. But it's they they're very the Brits are very good at making things sound prettier Mm -hmm. than how we say them in a concise fashion. Oh, I like that. Instead of saying like, "Hey, would you ever? Would you? Do you think they're good looking? Turn your head. That sounds yeah. just nice. Does he turn your head? Yeah. He but does. Then they also talk about Dick Sand. So you know, it's a balance. So genius, Dick Sand. Oh, it's whenever you're trying to get away from the. She ditch. made it. She did not get dumped from the island, by the way. Oh no! I think last episode I was talking about. I was worried Olivia would get dumped from the island. She's not. She made it. She's still there. I don't want to spoil too much though, because I got a lot of people that are watching right now. I just convinced Sally to skip season two and just go straight to season three. Acclaimed comedian Sally Bowen. <laughs> One of my favorite
0: oh, she's Female fantastic. sketch comedians Improviser She's brilliant She's hilarious just stand-up. like The nicest
1: person Oh she's on the and gorgeous Yes she's yeah. everything She's yeah. everything and more She
0: deserves to be on Everyone's television All the time constantly yes, I, You all
1: should be so lucky I have a picture of her Just taped to my
0: TV yes. So she can be on <laughs> my TV All the time <laughs> She turns
1: your head Yeah so she's on Love Island
0: all the time She's <laughs> in every scene of it she turns your head Yes well, I think we should tell The listeners what we did Last night together Oh Yeah <laughs> We should share that we went to
1: WWE Raw Live. Yeah. It was in, awesome. In Dallas. It was very fun. There was a big unexpected explosion that happened within ten minutes. And right a, a purposeful explosion. That's right. Where some
0: wrestlers were thrown through. Braun Strowman and uh Lashley got thrown
1: through. Yes. I can't a, think of his first name something Lashley. Something, I think it also starts with a B
0: something like i don't
1: know anyway but they got thrown through an led panel and exploded it was it was- <laughs> but the best part was the explosion lasted for probably 7 to 8 minutes it, it just hard- kept <laughs> going like boom it wasn't all pew, at once, <laughs> yeah, it and it nice. looked like just a bunch of sparklers yes, going off did. at the same time. But it was super fun. It was a fun, fun part. I and think... then the whole storyline throughout was: Are they okay? They're in the hospital. Are they okay? We never found out because that's why they want you to turn into SmackDown tonight. I found a wrestling gossip website. Oh, are they okay? <laughs> I looked it up today. It turns out I don't want
0: to. I really don't want to ruin this, but it turns out wrestling is scripted. It's not real. And okay. these two guys, so that's, we'll agree to disagree. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, one of them has a bad knee and the other one is having spleen problems. In real life? Yes. So that's why they and wrote so this. So they in. wrote in sense. this explosion that they're both really injured to, so that they can take a
1: couple oh, weeks off to that's heal. Because I
0: think it sounds cooler to be like, they wore an explosion versus yeah. like, his knee is bad. Yeah.
1: That happens a lot. And they'll mm. write in storylines if people get pregnant and stuff like mm-hmm. that too. My dad growing up, was very into wrestling. Oh really? And I've been to some WrestleMania's what? and other wrestling events. Oh, I'm jealous. And he always I don't I unfortunately he is no longer with us, so I can't really ask him this, but he always told us it was real. Yeah. And I don't to this day I don't know if he actually thought it was real. Or he was trying to keep the magic alive. I don't know which one it was. Well, I think part of him thought it was real though. I don't know. So for a while I thought it was real. Now I'm Very aware. Everyone knows. It's It's scripted. It's sports entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. I have a good friend that used to write for Raw. So I'm very aware that it's like scripted. But I tell my improv students all the time, wrestling is one of the best things you can watch to get better at character development. True. And just confidence and knowing how to command Mm -hmm. an audience. The dedication they put into those characters. It's amazing. And like fleshing them out and everything and how they're standing with just a mic in a ring in front of... Sometimes hundreds of thousands of people And everyone is glued to the edge of their seats With what they're going to say That takes a certain personality Not just anybody can be a wrestler No I don't think so You know who can
0: though The The Miz Miz.
1: Hell yeah Big Miz fan over here Miz is great Long time Miz fan. Long time. Since his days on Real World and Road Rules. Yes. I couldn't remember his real name.
0: His name's like Chris Mizan. mizanan Mizan. M I Z. Oh, so the Miz Mizanin was uh, or whatever abbreviation of yeah. his last yep. name. I oh,
1: hope that makes sense. So,
0: or no, it's Mike. It's Mike Mizan. Mike, that's it. Mike Mizana. Yeah.
1: Yep. Mike. He's amazing. Well, it was a lot of fun. It was great. It was a great time. Good oh. time. Good company. Those kids next Fortunately to us. Unfortunately, didn't have any pretzels there were no pretzels in the suite Christy. i had i had talked up these soft pretzels to my brother and tommy for hours i'm so sorry <laughs> and then i kept saying i think they're gonna bring them out and then they were like are the pretzels coming like just... oh no but we're going to the rangers game tomorrow night so we'll get pretzels you can get there. pretzels pretzel dogs all that kind of good Ooh, stuff. maybe i will have a pretzel i'm dog. glad you guys can come it was great it was to super meet your brother fun. thanks so much for having yeah, us absolutely. yeah it was so my fun. brother is awesome and one of two. They're both great. They're both... I don't have favorites. Are you in the middle or are you oldest? I'm the oldest. Okay. This is the middle one that was that's in town currently. Excellent. Yeah. So, that is what we did. It was super fun. You know what's not super fun? Yeah, getting roped into a sex cult. <laughs> yeah. Really, not just a sex cult. Getting roped into any multi-level marketing thing. Chaps my hide. Well,
0: I'm never one to get roped into multi level marketing things like selling stuff because I know I don't have the
1: motivation to like buy a bunch Will of. Will you buy it if your friend is selling it? <sighs> Rarely. Because I, I to- get real tossed if someone that I am friends with tries to sell me some shit like gets- nail wraps. Or I don't its pills or whatever it is. Anything. Like I don't want to buy this crap. Yeah. And it's very, I have a person that
0: I went to high school with on Facebook who is clearly selling, it's some, I figured it out somehow. I, I don't know how, it's like optimum coaching. It's some kind of like weight loss coaching. Oh, but yeah. But I can tell she has these very clickbaity Facebook posts that's Mm -hmm. like it's Friday tell me what fun things you're going to do on Friday I'm so excited I'm going to wear a bikini because I lost weight oh good for you DM me for information you know what
1: you don't have to lose weight To wear a bikini No Just everybody's That's a beach what body. I want to Send me an invite to this And I'm just going to Troll this page <laughs> And just put like Body positive comments yes. For people that Can be whatever size They want And still wear bikinis It's very uh, clickbaity
0: though DM me to see how I yeah. did it And to try to like Suck you in But I was going to say I don't think I c- I'm not going to buy Her coaching or whatever Yeah I'm not going to buy Pink juice or whatever People are selling But I will say I have fallen into The self-help book trap
1: I feel like that's a bit different because those are authors it's, that have uh, usually acclaimed authors that write a book. You know, it's not like you now, if one of my friends wrote a self help book. Well, depending on the friend. That's true. Some people, I may or may not buy it.
0: There's some people I can think if of. If Sally
1: wrote a self-help oh, book, I, I would be first in line to get that I want to live that Daddy Diapers life. That's her Instagram <laughs> handle. Daddy yeah, Diapers. everyone go follow her. She's amazing. I believe she listens, too. Oh, so. hello. We love you, Sally.
0: Uh, but yeah, there's some people that you just don't want to take advice from, no. just by the looks of them. You just and just Keith can't.
1: Raniere is one of those people. 100%. You
0: see this guy, and he is a schlub. He is. He's a hairy schlub. There's a video of him writing on a whiteboard and it's just nonsense it's like he looked at the movie good Will hunting and was trying to mimic just tried to
1: recreate that scene oh man that's funny he's a dipshit well i'm spoiler. christy i'm heather and yeah d- spoiler keith ranieri's a dipshit <laughs> it's the worst we're talking about nexium so let's get into this keith ranieri was born in brooklyn in 1960 to james ranieri a new york city advertiser and vera a ballroom instructor Around eight years old, his parents separated. Shortly thereafter, he began attending a Waldorf school, which is a school based on the educational philosophy of Rudolf Steiner, the founder of Anthroposophy, the esoteric spiritual movement based on the idea that an objectively spiritual realm exists and can be observed by humans. That is very hard to even understand. I'm reading this sentence. Yeah. So I guess it's the the basically that heaven exists and you can observe it. It
0: was within you all the time. <laughs>
1: something, something to that nature. Waldorf schools aim to develop students' intellectual, artistic, and practical skills in a holistic manner. That sounds le- reasonable. I like that. It's kind of Montessori. And teach them about such things as reincarnation, karma, and the existence of gnomes. I'm sorry. <laughs> what was that? Well, They're they teach real? them about reincarnation. Okay. it's karma. Uh, that's reasonable. Reasonable. In the existence of gnomes. Where do they live? Where are (laughs) they? Well, we need to sign up for a class at the Waldorf school. Can't I I just eat a Waldorf salad or sandwich and a gnome appears? Or watch Statler and Waldorf, the Muppets. Talk shit about Keith Raniere. That'd be very funny. I think gnomes, from what I understand, live in gardens and forest, things of that nature. I was very obsessed with gnomes in high
0: school and I had a gnome and I took it on our... Classic like trip. the Travelocity gnome. I took it, it was before I think it was before or maybe concurrent with. But nevertheless, I was very obsessed with my gnome and I took him to our New York field trip and he's in all the photos and Aww. it's very stupid.
1: I also like gnomes and my good friend Laurie loves to tell the story about how I got drunk once and started talking about how much I love the Travelocity gnome and straight up said I'd fuck that little thing. <laughs> I'd fuck that little thing. He's so cute, he, and he had a British
0: accent, right? Didn't he? Something. I think he's so. got some sort of an accent, a fancy accent. He's
1: also featured heavily on Amazing Race. Oh, there you go. It's sponsored by Travelocity, uh, they have the to take gnome. the the gnome, the roaming gnome, everywhere. Yeah. Well, it sounds like Renieri was getting
0: quite an education. Yes.
1: Yeah. So it sounds like he's getting kind of a hippie. New age type Fine. of education, which I'm all for. Yeah. I love a Montessori school. I've tried to set up our house to be similar to one. So there's nothing wrong with that. You make sure there's plenty of gnomes. For yeah, gnomes with. are everywhere. Gnomes. I'm going to find a school where a gnome is her teacher. <laughs> well, from as early as nine years old, Ranieri exhibited manipulative and controlling behavior that would seem to foreshadow his later path in life. In a 2018 interview with the Epoch Times... A former classmate of Ranieri's from the Waldorf school recalled an incident in which she accidentally shared some compromising information about one of her sisters in Ranieri's presence. We all have an oopsie sometimes. Oh, I've got a lot. Yeah. You say a secret in front of a
0: friend. Yeah. You can't tell tell anybody. Yeah. Upon hearing her story, Ranieri told her, you know, it's like I have this little bottle of poison I can hold over your head.
1: I just don't think your parents or your sister would be very happy if I told them. She went on to say that Raniere would sometimes call her on the phone and taunt her by saying, Little bottles, little bottles. What a little fuck. He's he's 12 or younger. Nine. He's nine. He's nine at this He's age. nine years old right oh, now. My. Which is kind of an asshole age to be. Kids are shitty Yeah, they a can lot of ages. Be, but this isn't your typical 9-year-old shittiness. This no. is pretty manipulative. Pretty high highbrow shittiness that yeah. That you're surprised that a nine-year-old would know how to be this vindictive at this, this point. What, what sister should have done,
0: this girl should have done, is go to her sister and go, listen, I said something in front of Keith Renieri, mm-hmm. My bad. And then when he called and said, Little Paula, she go, you go fuck yourself, yeah. Keith Renieri. Yeah. How about that? You just got to come out with it. Sometimes. Honesty is the best policy. Usually, yes.
1: At age 12, Renieri left the Waldorf School and began attending Rockland Country Day School in Suffern, New York. It was during this time that he also read the sci-fi novel Second Foundation, which he would later credit for being the inspiration for his work in *Nexium*. Correlation does not always equal causation, but mm. I will say L. Ron Hubbard. Scientology, yep. And now this
0: guy. They, they're trying to make stuff real. They're trying to make yeah. this futuristic sci-fi thing real.
1: I think sci-fi for a lot of people, too, is a fun fantasy world where mm-hmm. you like to imagine and place yourself. hmm and escape. Sometimes you take it a little too far. Yeah. It's a form yeah. of, of healthy escapism. A lot of times. I think so. But then when you get one bad apple, one bad or two bad apples guess, up yeah. in there, then you get two very different cults. <laughs> but, but still cults. Yeah. But still cults. In 2019, Barbara Bushi, Ranieri's ex-girlfriend and former high-ranking member of Nexium, gave an interview to CBC Radio in which she recounted stories of Raniere's childhood she claimed to have been told by his father, James. According to Barbara, James told her...
0: What we did is uh, we told Keith about how gifted and how intelligent he was. It was almost like a switch went off, and suddenly, overnight, he turned into, like, Jesus Christ. He was superior and better than everybody, like he was a deity. It was dramatic, profound, went right to his head. Well, shit, man. (laughs) That's on you, Dad. Yeah, Why did you tell him this? I will say there are studies now coming out that certain kids that have been told that they're gifted, it actually will have them... Uh, behave in a like not try as hard. Well, not try as hard, or to the other kids go, oh, you're a regular as kid. an elitist. I'm yeah. like
1: yes, or not try as hard and go, oh, well, I'm smart, so I don't really have to work as hard. My mom, when I took an IQ test when I was younger, wouldn't tell me the results. Oh, that's so smart. Might maybe maybe it's <laughs> because I was so dumb. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I think I mean I think she was like, you don't need to know that. It doesn't matter. Yeah, just, just do your be best. Be who you are and. You, We'll
0: see what happens. Yeah, do, do your, your best. best. Yeah. There's a meme going around on Twitter that talks about gifted kids and how, or it makes you feel like, well, I should be good at everything. I should know. And yeah. it's undue pressure that you put mm-hmm. on yourself. And not. my a friend of mine is, who is a listener, uh, does a gifted and educated, gifted and talented education, mm-hmm. like kind of consulting, I guess, or like she teaches the teachers on and does research and statistics and all that. And we were talking about, it should be more like each kid needs to have A track that they can or Mm -hmm. like a treadmill that's at the right speed for them to keep up versus well little Billy your little Keith you know he's 13 and he's gifted now and so he's instead of checking back in with them yeah and there's a lot of parents that are like my kids gifted you, you know Stacy needs to be in your class She's gifted and not always and maybe you're Putting undue pressure on right. Stacy or whatever Instead of just there's a lot of little Issues with these labels and a lot of
1: times the, Yeah the kid doesn't care if they're gifted no, It's they all about the parents so then you're Putting your Own insecurities Reflecting those onto your kid because You want to be seen as a good parent who has A really smart kid yes you know what you can be a great parent and have a kid that is average It's just in regular class well, so there's like, nothing wrong with that people are good at different things yeah. right and
0: so you may have a kid that's like fine in english and fine in math but can take a car engine apart or whatever sure. or like okay in english okay in math and can
1: paint a beautiful picture did einstein flunk out of school i think so there's been a ton of like brilliant minds yes. that did not do well in school and a lot of time it's because you don't They don't do well in confined environments where I do terrible at standardized testing. Yeah. Terrible at it. Me too. I mean, I I fell asleep during the math part of the SATs.
0: I mean, it was bad. (laughs) I didn't fall asleep during it, but I may as well have judging by my score that uh, I got. Yeah, as you say, I just didn't know any of the things and my ADD kicked in and I just stared at the page and then I got kind of tired and I thought, oh, fuck it. I'm not going to know any of these answers anyway. (laughs) Just fell asleep. Yeah, I think you get 200 points for bubbling your name in, right? Yeah, yeah. And then the English I did great because I'm interested in it and I liked it, but it's just... it's. I think it, you can't judge a fish by its ability to fly, right? No, so I think exactly. that you get a problem when you tell this kid you're extraordinary, mm-hmm. you're smarter than everyone else. Then he starts a damn cult. So <laughs> watch out what you yeah, tell yeah, your good kids, job,
1: James. Barbara also recalled a story she heard about a 13 year old Rhaenyra's relationship with girls dozens of girls were calling
0: the house and uh keith's mom was over here in conversations with him where he was telling every single woman every single girl the same thing i love you you're the special one you're the important one you're the one in my life and i love you now he's saying this to different girls he's clearly lying because they're all not special all right dad
1: (laughs) again at 13 this smarmy little fuck yeah
0: i don't know that he's
1: a genius so much as he's manipulative yeah he's just very manipulative weaselly which is so many cult leaders aren't geniuses they just manipulate and brainwash people into thinking that they are smoke and mirrors yeah and it golly just trying to think back 13 what you're in seventh grade yeah i was a huge nerd i was writing backstreet boys fan fiction like a lot (laughs) i was a lot man i don't even remember what i was doing I'm, I'm sure I was, I know I was boy crazy. I was 13. really into crisscross. Oh, yeah. Jump, jump. <laughs> I can't remember
0: that. 13 is <laughs> 7th grade, isn't it? I think so. I remember I knew a girl in 7th grade. You guys, real dramatic. She gave a boy a handjob in uh, the band room. Yikes. <laughs> and I remember at the time, I was such a virgin nerd, no idea about sex, anything. As a 7th seven- should be as a 13 year old girl should be and i said what did you do and she explained how the mechanics of the mm. an old-fashioned we can call it yeah as classy people call it and i was like you're just tugging on it <laughs> i was like what did you do like what did you talk about And she said nothing you don't talk i said you just be like i think it's gonna rain on tuesday <laughs> and She was like no you don't say anything and i'm like so it's just weird you're just sitting there yanking on their thing well and i was just how mortified. much she had to learn because <laughs>
1: Later in life, you do talk about the weather. You're just like, <laughs> can we just get this over with?
0: I just was so mortified. But yeah, at thirteen, I'm not gonna. He was sitting here, ha- basically starting a harem of women yeah. that loved him. Yeah, I was was not even close to that spot in my no, life. No, <laughs>
1: no. I think seventh grade was when I got my first kiss. Oh, at a church lock-in. Oh, shit. <laughs> so churches were like sex central. You lock a bunch of horny teenagers in a in a location. It doesn't matter if it's under in the house of God or a Dairy Queen. (laughs) Things are going to happen when you all get together. That's just but and then everyone asking for it. Yeah. Lock ins, man. I was such a wild kid. Ella's not going to be allowed to leave the house. I'll be like, you want to go to lock-in? Yeah, I know what happens to lock-in. You finger have, banging. A lot of finger <laughs> You're i you not going to lock-in. A
0: friend went to a church and was like, you got to come to my church. It's going to be so fun. And then later on was saying, yeah, me and this boy's not going to bathroom. And he fingered me. And I thought, I'm not going to go to church. <laughs> I don't want to get fingered. Yeah.
1: Well, that never happened with for me. But I did. Uh, I do remember getting kissed at a church lock-in. So I was really boy crazy in seventh grade. If another, if a boy I was interested in called me up and started saying "I love you, you're the special one," I would have you been may fall taken. For it. Yeah, I yeah, would have well. been smitten. Cause you're stupid. Yeah, I mean you, you're, you're dumb at that naive. age. You don't naive. know. You're, you're naive. naive. Yeah, dumb. You're- I was dumb. I can say it about myself. As
0: Taylor Swift said, when you're 15 and somebody tells you they love you, you're gonna believe That's them. That's true. Yeah. To
1: quote the prophet Taylor Swift. In 1978, Ranieri graduated from Rockland Country Day School and went on to attend college at Rinsler probably not saying that right. Polytechnic Institute. Uh, Christie was he valedictorian? <laughs> no, not quite. He graduated in 1982 <laughs> with a 2.26 GPA. I'm sorry to laugh because I fucked off so hard my freshman year at Tech that I left there with a 1.9. Wow. True story. And but but when I graduated, Many years later, I had built it back up to a 4.0 and was on the Dean's List and stuff. If this guy's such a goddamn genius, (laughs) he's not even cracking a three-pointer. No. And
0: sometimes things happen to you. Maybe you're depressed. Maybe you're having trouble. But if you're such a genius... I was partying. That was my excuse. Hell yeah. (laughs) But yeah, if you're such a genius, Keith Reneary... It should just come naturally, wouldn't it?
1: I don't know. Wow, you probably didn't even have to try. You could party and get all A's. He's probably one of those that like... My brain is too big for the classroom. They were asking such
0: elementary questions. Yeah.
1: I couldn't even be bothered to, to go to class to do this. I'm smarter than the GPA. Exactly. They can't, my, my genius can't be
0: contained. Well, is now fancy British. (laughs) I can't
1: be contained. Well, friends of Ranieri recalled that he always wanted to have some sort of money making machine going on. Upon graduating college and taking an Amway marketing class, he became interested in multi-level marketing and in 1990 opened his first business, Consumers Byline, a company that sold discounted groceries to customers that signed up for memberships. On Man. paper, that sounds interesting. I mean, okay, here's the thing about Amway. It's been around forever. Mm-hmm. You know who makes the most money in Amway? Amway. Amway. The people that run it. That's how all of these things are designed. Seriously. That's, if you... Does everyone know what a pyramid looks like? That's right. It's the There's office. a very pointy top. And that's where the people at the top sit. The rich people. And then everything else fall- is underneath them. Lower points on the ground. It's like a Ponzi scheme
0: or a pyramid yes. scheme. There's always got to be a sucker. There's a really cool uh, nonfiction article called Dreams Incorporated by Matt Roth that talks about Amway that's so... I mean, it's is it's, that still around, Amway? I believe it is. Wow. It's so heart-wrenching to read it though because at some point you're in the middle of this pyramid, right? And you're he talks about these people who've removed everything from their home Yeah. and their entire living room is just shelf after just shelf after aware. shelf of product. And it's, you know, you're I think Amway's like cleaning supplies. I think it's a lot of
1: stuff. I don't know. Did you ever see the movie Go with Katie Holmes? No. Huh? Oh my gosh. It's Is fun. it about a MLM? No, it's about these kids that work at a grocery store and they all, like, happen to meet up at this rave. It's really fun. It's like a fun 90s movie. But in it... And there's all these different storylines going on where they overlap, which are movies that I like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, where it's like, and they this guy's actually the sister of or the brother of this guy, or if you're familiar with the improv format, Close Quarters, where everything is happening in a 15 minute time span of each other. Yes. So you might see a character in one scene, and then in another scene later. You see that character at the same diner the first time it took okay. place, but in the background where, like, two other people like are pulp fiction. talking. Yeah, a Pulp Fiction type of thing. Anyways, Scott Wolf from Party of okay. Five oh, yeah. is in this, and Jay Moore, and they are a I gay couple. Ch- oh, yeah, Ch- they're very fun. But they go to this dinner party at William Fitcher's house, and they're convinced because of the way he's acting, because he's, like, sitting down on his silk sheets, and he's like, y'all see how nice these sheets are. Uh-oh. You like that? What about the aftershave I'm wearing? Does that smell smell good to you? Oh, they, they think you want let's to have go, a 3 Let's go down and uh, have some dinner, and then we'll come back up and talk about it. We're going to have some... Some roast, yeah. So then they sit down for dinner, and they're like, "He's gonna ask us to be in a three way," and then he busts out Amway stuff, <laughs> and the whole time he's just been trying to sell him Amway, which is ar- arguably worse than being asked to be in a three way. Yeah, three-way. I was <laughs> much asked to be in a three way, especially if it's Scott Wolf and Jay Moore. Yeah, but I always think of that whenever I think of Amway because, like yeah, their stuff. whole house everything is from Amway. But it's oh. but it's the sheets, the cologne. So I think they it's sell a little like bit a Walmart of everything. Or Costco, or a grocery store, kind yeah. of like Consumers Byline. I imagine he's trying to jump on that Amway train. Yeah. So that would make sense if he took an Amway marketing class that he does something kind of similar, but different afterwards. Tries to take advantage. Well, that same year, Ranieri began a sexual relationship with the 12 year old daughter. I'm going to repeat that. He's 24. The 12 year old daughter of one of his consumer byline employees. This was not the first time Raniere had committed statutory rape. So he's a schlub, he's a shithead. And he's a...
0: Or a dipshit, I'm sorry. Molester and, and a predator. And sex predator. predator. Yeah. Great. He's a child molester and a mm-hmm. sex predator. Great, great. It just keeps... The hits keep coming yeah. with old Raniere. He's ticking all the boxes. He's a real piece of
1: work. Six years earlier, Raniere had also been involved with two different underage girls named Gina, both 15. One of the girls, Gina Hutchinson had been told by Renieri that she was a reincarnated Buddhist goddess. He then convinced her to drop out of high school and work for him at Consumer's Byline. You can't blame a kid like this cuz no, you know god 15, no. they're you're, children. You're vulnerable. Yeah. yeah, you have a 24-year-old. If you I remember being 15, I would have thought a 24-year-old guy talking to me would have sent me over the moon. It's so I would have felt so cool.
0: At 15, 4, 13, 14, 15, I was so into the Backstreet Boys and they were so like 25. How old were 26? they at the time? So, it's it,
1: right at 10, 12 years older than me. So, they would so have been... So, imagine one of them, of course, it's a Backstreet Boys celebrity, you would have died. But had it not been, and yes. just one of them come up to you, how over the moon would you have been? That I a, mean... a 24-year-old cool guy was talking he to He said, here? I'm the goddess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's... And how... What a... piece of shit he is for knowing that he's grooming He's 24 this girl's half is a little less than half his age and he's preying on he knows this is gonna grooming her yeah Yeah. it's just disgusting well in 1993 just three years after launching consumers byline Ranieri's business was investigated by 20 different states and was eventually shut down after the state attorney general of new york found it to be a pyramid scheme yeah he was committing all kinds of stuff (laughs) So is it illegal to have a pyramid scheme? I,
0: if I'm remembering correctly, that he was the way that you bought into consumers byline, you paid a fee and you, um, it was a little almost like a franchising agreement, kind of. But the way that it was set up that you got a piece of his top line action, the attorney general in New York decided that was security, a security. Okay. And then, so he's selling unregistered securities. Oh. So he was busted for basically securities fraud on a state level. It, I could get into a lot of securities law. That's so boring. <laughs> when everyone's like, "Oh, cool, are you a criminal lawyer?" I'm like, "No, I'm a securities lawyer." It's crazy boring, <laughs> but I'm very into it. And I would. But al- I talk about
1: criminal stuff
0: all I the time to make talk- up for it. Exactly, I love talking about crimes. But security. So you're, a security is, you know, a piece of a company. Basically, mm-hmm. this is the issue you have with crowdfunding and stuff. But anyhow, you have to be licensed. You have to buy a security through a broker. And then at the state level, there's a thing called blue sky laws. And that's what allows states to regulate the sale of securities in their jurisdiction. Gotcha. And so he basically what he was selling was like a piece of consumer byline. I'm using air quotes. But if you're selling a piece of a company to someone that's not like an employee or someone who's not uh, at this time at the law was probably a little bit different because it all changed after Bernie Madoff, mm. uh, which would make a good episode, by the mm. way, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But. He, at the time, you know, you have to be a certain type of investor or a bank or whatever mm-hmm. to invest in this. So he was theoretically committing securities. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He got busted for there's this episode's going to be long, and there is stuff we left out. Oh yeah, about his patent stuff, and he claims he invented the Microsoft. Or something yeah, like, I mean, he's he's, he's not, all Skype. Over the I think place. he claims he invented. He's the, all over the he's place. He's berserk.
1: So anyhow, he shuts down. They well, shut. He him gets down. shut down for good reason. And then in 1998, he meets a woman named Nancy Salzman, a nurse and trained practitioner of hypnotism and neuro-linguistic programming, which is an approach to communication, personal development, and psychotherapy that claims there is a connection between neurological processes and behavioral patterns learned through experiences. Okay. Those that adhere to the practice of NLP believe these connections can be changed in order to achieve specific goals in life. However, there is no scientific evidence supporting these claims, leading many to discredit it as a pseudoscience. So she's uh, a nurse. She's also ner- new age. She's a bit new age, which I love. Like this, honestly, I could get behind NLP. I th- yeah. There's probably some stuff in there that I would really get into and everything. But when you start to figure out, oh, I do this because, you know, I, it happened as a child. Yeah. Or my parents yeah. did it or whatever. Yeah. Together, Raniere and Salzman founded Nexium. A multi-level marketing program that claimed to offer personal and professional development through its executive success programs. Ranieri styled himself as a new age philosopher whose teachings were heavily influenced by his favorite author, Anne Rand, and stressed that the programs would help people experience more joy in their lives. I
0: just wanted to hit him in the mouth, right <laughs> yeah. with a balled up fist, when he there. It was the Keith Ranieri tapes on YouTube, and someone goes, "What?" what qualifies you to do this and he goes i think i'm an interesting person i think i'm a unique person i said so you're a fucking idiot you got nothing
1: i think i'm those things too but i'm not starting a A cult cult anytime soon come on
0: man like maybe i already have i don't know yeah i mean theoretically
1: like we said (laughs) improv kind of Of a cult cult. yeah yeah
0: well you you find a similar but here's the thing we're not forcing anybody to be in it
1: no you know and we're not forcing anyone to get Sin nudity. initials
0: pics branded into their skin burnt into him yeah no there's, there's not really a lot of racketeering going on no nope, no nope. but yeah it's just that he has no he styles himself as this philosopher but he has just like no background
1: no he can't even lie about it it's not like <laughs> well i was a harvard graduate i graduated top of my class i, I went on PhD to get my phd and- at stanford nobody you graduated with a 2.26 gpa yes and have done nothing beyond and that. And have been sleeping with a bunch of underage girls. Yes, you're a sex predator. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Well, students of the Nexium program were told to call Ranieri Vanguard, a title he adopted from an arcade game he played as a child, in which destroying one's enemies increased one's power. Salzman was to be referred to as Prefect, as she was Ranieri's first student, as well as a person in command. I'd like to be called Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be called Doctor. I like that, Do- Do-
0: Doctor. Telling you, chatting with Doctor Christie. Uh, people ask you their problems, dude. I'd be into that. I
1: think I don't. Were you around DCH when I did Drunk Christie at Pipeline? I saw photos. I've never, I've never witnessed it, experience, but I love it. Well, I don't really drink anymore, but when I did. It wasn't a character. It was just me drunk. With Miller Was Light. drunk Christy. Was a, was a thing known amongst our friends in yeah. the DCH community. Because I have a different persona, as we all do when yeah. we're drinking. You, I like... You're very swaggery. When mm. I'm drunk? Oh, yeah. Oh, maybe you're like I should start drinking again. You're like, I
0: want to... Let me tell you something. It's <laughs> well, like, oh, that's probably
1: yeah. why I had this bit at Pipeline, which is a show at DCH, where I had people send me emails or just while they were there write questions to dear drunk christy about whatever and then i would answer them i love it i was real lit yeah it was pretty fun <laughs> it was lots of sex questions i would join that call before well Keith thank Ranieri. you i would what do you want to be called um, Voldemort. voldemort you got it done well workshops lasted anywhere from 5 to 16 days and cost around seventy five hundred dollars those that paid this hefty fee truly believed Raniere could heal them of emotional trauma, set them free from their fears and attachments, stop patterns of destructive thinking, and help them sexually. So this is where it starts to get well, not starts to get, because he's been sleeping with children. That's very he's already upsetting. a sex. Predator. This is super sad. Yes, if you. Most people don't just have $7,500 lying around to just spend on a workshop for two weeks. Correct. They are putting second mortgages on their homes. They're yes. selling things. They're going without uh, food, perhaps, to, to because they honestly believe... It's going to help. Because they're in such a bad place, this is going to turn their lives well, around. Well, I'm glad you said that, because my initial reaction when you hear
0: somebody gave $7,500 to hear Keith Raniere just bullshit, yeah. I think, good, fuck you. You deserve to lose your money. You're probably rich. But what you're saying is right. A lot of these people didn't even have that money. No. So that's even worse. Yeah. So now he's preying on already children and now yeah. preying on vulnerable people who it's are like televangelists. Yes,
1: mm-hmm. man. Yeah, I could get into some stuff about. televangelists. I bet we could do a great uh, we could do an episode on. What's t- the one that lived out here? uh was it a famous one from
0: the 700 club isn't that a thing i think it, that's one of them yeah i just didn't know what that was when i was a kid mom's like i don't know <laughs> like i love that it wasn't like well it's a religion and they, she's like oh, I, I was always just
1: like these people are so old <laughs> every time you, I you flip past get, it. if i may
0: briefly tell a story there there's uh, a televangelist it's the baker what is her name tammy faye baker yeah 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 tammy faye baker had the room that she televangelized from Mm -hmm. was like pepto-bismol pink oh yeah yeah. just so pink with the craziest
1: eyelashes you've ever seen. craziest
0: eyelashes and my mamaw when she she had a back room where she kind of sat and that was like her her home base right yeah she wrote letters from there and talked on the phone she's like i want you to paint my room the same colors tammy oh nice man that room was was it pink
1: pink oh yeah my <laughs> uncle's like proselytizing from
0: <laughs> back there <laughs> although if man if now that i'm an adult i just uh, i miss my mamma for a lot of reasons but god i could have turned a camera on her and she oh yeah would give you the what for <laughs> man she would
1: not hold back god well you're following in her footsteps i guess so. <laughs> nexium's training was a trade secret that is information that is not generally known to the public confers economic benefit on its holder because the information is not publicly known and where the holder makes efforts to maintain its secrecy members were also made to sign non-disclosure agreements yeah the thing about those are some red
0: flags you know he i think he filed for a patent for like a seven-step program or something but i think the problem is filing for stuff it becomes public record there's trade secret laws that by their very nature, like you said, if if he takes steps to maintain it or whatever, it's a trade secret. But I don't know that. Arguably, bullshit is trade secret. Mm. I don't know. Maybe we'd all be trademarking our <laughs> shit if it was. <laughs> That's right. Instead so, of TM, it's a BM.
1: This is the kind Keith, Can who, we can we just acknowledge that? Joke yeah, BM. For a second? Let's your yeah. BM? <laughs>
0: bullshit mark.
1: It's but a bullmark. But also bull mark. because you're it's shit and it's a BM. Oh God, it's so good. <laughs> On so many levels. Jokes are funnier when you have to explain them. If there's anything I've learned as my time as a comedian, it's that <laughs> I have straight up during an improv set, like, before stopped. if people haven't laughed, been like, I'm gonna explain why that's funny. You know what's great about what I just did? <laughs> I got a lot of reasons, but I
0: think Keith Ranieri is like the people on Reddit that give legal advice that are like, oh, yes. I'm not a lawyer, but
1: yeah. it's like, it's okay. like, well then stop right there.
0: Yeah, so he knows just enough to be dangerous. Of mm. like, oh, it's a trade secret. With ergo, you yeah. must sign- He's I read would-
1: just enough Wikipedia. Page Pages yes. to For people to buy into his bullshit. Huge asshole. Well, at the time, all of that meant that no one on the outside knew what was going on behind closed doors. However, testimony at the recent trials have shown a light on the horrid manipulation and abuse that members endured. Over 16,000 people throughout the U.S., Canada, and Mexico took classes titled things like Rules and Rituals and Civilization and Human Pain, Classes would last approximately 17 hours each day, with attendees getting very little sleep, leading some participants to experience hallucinations. Oftentimes, these hallucinations were interpreted by students as spiritual breakthroughs. However, the more likely scenario was that they were just sleep-deprived and exhausted. And
0: hungry, and you start to yeah. get loopy. Yeah, oh yeah, you start to lose it, for sure. So I think that's, I mean, no, I don't think. That is a cult tactic. tactic oh, absolutely, yes.
1: Keeping people You're breaking from, them down, you're breaking them down to build them back up. You want to be seen as the one that get here. there at their their most exhausted, their lowest point, and, they'll and say you're there to bring them back up and make everything better. And, yeah. Well,
0: and it's like uh, coerced, coerced confessions, Yeah, I too. was just about to say that. Yes, exactly. So you starve somebody and keep them awake yeah. and stuff, so I don't know. He's just.
1: Yeah, he's. Every a doozy. Yeah, manipulation. He's all got the way. a Golden Juice Award. Yes. That's for sure. Attendees were also made to recite a 12 point mission statement each day that had been written by Ranieri, which included such declarations as There are no
0: ultimate victims. Therefore, I will not choose to be a victim.
1: Which is a very entitled Bit. thing to say. It's a real shitty thing yeah. to say, I think. I'm, And these 12
0: points, I mean, the. NDAs they had them sign were like you can't say anything about Nexium at all whatsoever and a court did rule like the 12 points certain specific training manuals you couldn't reveal but generally they're allowed to sort of talk about yeah. it and so people come out and
1: go yeah they made me say It'd all be this like stuff. if we made people in the training program in DCH be like you cannot talk about anything you've learned in your or NILS, you're like so I can't talk about I can't like tell my friends how awesome this is yeah. and like tell them what I'm learning and no stuff. they have to come and do it themselves <laughs> it's insanity he's nuts students were also expected to bow to those in high ranking positions I'm not doing that <laughs> perform a secret handshake when greeting other members and wear colored sashes to show their rank within the program okay I will say I'm dating a person that was in a fraternity
0: turns out fraternities have secret handshakes oh yeah I did not know that
1: sororities and fraternities. Yeah,
0: I did not know that. And he said if he's, he was running and some guy had like the hat on and he said a secret phrase.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And the guy said a phrase back and then they did a secret handshake. Yeah. I
1: mean, that's kind of fun. That's so it's fun. It's a bonding
0: thing. And I said, tell me, you have to tell me what the secret handshake. Is. He said, no, I'm not going to. I took a vow that I would not ever tell and I'm not going to tell. And I said, I respect that. Yeah, I'm going to Google it. I've tried to get secret handshakes out of people. I just sororities. forgot to Google it, though. I mean, you. I'm sure it's on the Internet.
1: Someone's probably leaked
0: it somewhere. That's yes, what he said. He goes, you can Google it. I'm just not going to be the well, one to tell nice. you. He that's nice. He doesn't want it on his conscience. That's so nice. But yeah, that's... So part of this... It is very much
1: fraternal a fraternal
0: organization. Yes, and it sort of makes you feel part of a whole. And, yes, and, definitely.
1: And, and included and yeah. accepted. And everyone likes a secret. Yes. You've got oh, something yeah. to share with each other. You yeah. feel like a sisterhood or a brotherhood there. Yeah. Everyone does like a secret. Yeah. Everybody yeah. likes a secret. Well, we're teachings... Were misogynistic, preaching that men were the protectors while women were weak, narcissistic, and self absorbed. Sounds like Ranieri's weak, narcissistic, and self absorbed. Mm-hmm. When female members would eat, Renieri reportedly grunted like a pig. One former member, Sylvie, testified I really felt like I started to hate the fact that I was a woman. Man, what an yes. ass. Oh, yeah. He's, he grunted like a pig. He liked women skinny. I'm and we'll get hated. into just how skinny in a minute he's uh, i mean from top to bottom shitty yeah he's a top to bottom shit in hindsight it might seem obvious that raniere was preying upon the vulnerabilities of these unsuspecting women and manipulating and brainwashing them but for the victims of cults such as these that kind of clarity often isn't possible and the damaging and false narrative being fed to them becomes too much to bear it really does become all-consuming yeah Gina Hutchinson was one of Ranieri's earliest victims, being coerced into a sexual relationship with a 24 year old Ranieri when she was a mere 15. After dropping out of high school and working for Ranieri, she then went on to join Nexium and Ranieri's harem. In the beginning, Gina felt honored to be chosen by Ranieri and wanted nothing more than to please him. Her sister reported that the family even thought the two would get married. But the honeymoon phase soon ended, and Ranieri's demands that Gina remain monogamous. While he slept with tons of women, didn't sit well with her. She longed to go on dates with other men and perhaps even find a husband. I Me, mean, you're fifteen, and now the
0: years are passing, and you think I've been roped into something that I'm not comfortable with yes, anymore. Yes, but she's starting
1: to get some clarity. Especially he had her drop out of high school. Yeah, to really keep she her lost so much of her life, so much. When Gina began to see another man and attempted to leave the harem, Ranieri became upset. And told her that her chances for nirvana in this lifetime were shattered. And that she would have to be born again since she had ruined her current life by betraying her vanguard. Shortly after, on October 9th, 2002, Gina went to the park of a nearby Buddhist monastery and tragically took her own life. That's heartbreaking. He
0: manipulated this person into thinking there was no way out except for to die.
1: Yeah. She probably thought she would die, be born again, and then she would have a chance at nirvana. And another chance. And he it's a child. I mean, she's 15. He's yeah. groomed her and he's kept her. There's just no. He's been brainwashing her for years, years and years. Yes. Kristen Snyder was a 35-year-old environmental consultant in search of a change. In November 2002, she enrolled in a 16-day course held in Anchorage, Alaska, led by Nancy Salzman. Upon completing the course, Kristen was hooked, and in January of 2003, traveled to New York to meet with Raniere, with whom she immediately became enamored. When her trip ended and she returned back home to Alaska, family members became concerned. Kristen was sleep-deprived, and according to her family, had come to believe she was responsible for the Columbia shuttle disaster. Who told her that? Keith Raniere? Nancy Salzman I'm assuming because she was an environmental consultant Something within her line of work Oh And what she started These false realizations she started to have In this course Somehow led her to believe that the work she had done Was responsible Was responsible for the Columbia yeah, disaster Somehow Confident Nexium was already changing her life for the better Kristen decided to sign up for a second 16-day session and shelled out another seven grand. This time, she was also accompanied by her partner, Heidi. On the 10th day of classes, according to Heidi, Kristen began to talk about suicide. When Heidi expressed her concern to the Nexium instructor, she was told not to take her to a hospital. Okay. This is when you start getting negligent. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Or responsible, liable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. On February 6, 2003... Kristen was last seen leaving the Nexium seminar. Two days later, police recovered a note that read, I attended a course called Executive Success
0: Programs based out of Anchorage, Alaska and Albany, New York. I was brainwashed, and my emotional center of the brain was killed slash turned off. I still have feeling in my external skin, but my internal organs are rotting. I am sorry, life. I didn't know I was already dead. May we persist into the future.
1: On a separate page, Kristen had written, "No need to search for my body." That is tragic. It's so heartbreaking. I know. It's so sad. It's a
0: person that's been broke, a susceptible person that's been broken down to the point that they think that's the
1: only way out. There's no other answer. Yeah, and told not to take to a hospital. Yes, and and her partner says. She has so much guilt I'm sure. over that because she knew she was having these thoughts and didn't seek out medical help because she was were, told not to. They were told not to. Yeah. You put your life in these people's hands. Gosh. By 2003, roughly 3,700 people had taken part in one of the Nexium executive success programs, including celebrities and actresses, high-level business executives, and politicians. Among these wealthy and elite were Sarah and Claire Brompton. Heiresses to the Seagram's liquor fortune. Man, I'd like to be the heiress to a blank God. fortune. I'd, yeah, heiress anything. to anything. Yeah, I, any kind of fortune. I'd love That'd to be, be the great. heiress to. That'd be That'd great. Be fantastic. <laughs> the Bronfman sisters became staunch supporters of Rhaenyra and Nexium, reportedly spending over one hundred million dollars to help Rhaenyra out of financial trouble. My eyes just popped out of my head like a wolf seeing a nurse, nurse in-, in a Looney yeah, Tunes cartoon. To have. That money to spend on someone else and still have way more than enough money to support your own lifestyle is staggering. There's like a sign on the tollway
0: in Dallas that says one meal is or one dollar is three meals at the North Texas Food Bank. Yeah. A hundred million dollars. You could feed a small country. To this schlub. Yeah. Think of all the good they could have done. And it would have been tax deductible. (laughs) Yeah. Was it tax deductible with him? I don't know. Uh -uh. It was a profit. Like it was for profit. The success program. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They weren't I mean, yeah. a charity or a religion. That's the the thing. At the end of this day,
1: was marketing. This was yes. executive success yeah. training yeah. program. Well, their loyalty and financial contributions quickly propelled them to high ranking officials within the organization and members of Ranieri's inner circle. It seems like to be at the top of Ranieri's
0: inner circle is just a willingness to have sex with them and a checkbook. Yeah,
1: yeah. And we haven't really got. We talked about Gina and the harem. We'll get more into just what exactly all that entailed. It's pretty bad. It's pretty, pretty egregious at the insistence of his daughters. Edgar Bronfman senior also took a $10,000 VIP course taught by Nancy Salzman. However, in a 2003 Forbes interview about Ranieri, Edgar stated that he thought Nexium was a cult, making him public enemy number one with Ranieri and his followers. Sadly, Bronfman died in 2013, still estranged from his daughters over their differing beliefs. I mean, at least he's like, fuck it. This is a cult. He, he, he called him out. And that's what cults do. They tear families apart. Truly, And this man passed away. And now his daughters are out of it and realize how awful it was. I mean, and they lost that time with their dad. How sad dad. that they can't go back and, and get that time and back. And Edgar
0: Bronfman and I think Chuck Schumer were two of the people that... Ranieri considered
1: enemies. Oh, yes. Bad guys. We got to dig up what we can on them. Well, in 2006, Allison Mack was in Vancouver, Canada, filming the 10th season of Smallville when she was recruited by Nancy Salzman and Nancy's daughter, Lauren, to join Nexium. What better mother daughter bonding technique? It's it's being a cult together. Sex cult together. Didn't never watch Smallville.
0: I didn't, uh, I didn't watch Smallville either. Isn't it, um, it's Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Superman. It's young Superman. Okay. It always threw me off because the girl's name was Lana Lane and not Lois Lane. Hmm. And I think Allison Mack was... I guess there was a Jimmy-like character. I don't know. She was like the sidekick, photographer sidekick, I think. To
1: Superman? Yeah. I don't know much about the Superman story. Well, that's not true. Wasn't his... He's from some planet where... Krypton Crypt- Krypton is the planet and, and Kryptonite his dad is, is
0: call the- L call L and they're regular on their planet but on the Earth sun gives Superman his powers but Kryptonite mm. is a part of his home planet and because he's regular on his home planet if he gets too near the kryptonite it makes him just be regular again Okay, and he can fly. That's his power. He can fly because of the, our humans. Is that his superpower? Yeah, he's really strong too. Yeah, that's right. And I do has, remember watching. Oh, he Superman. has X ray vision. Mm. Oh, that's
1: a fun. I'm power. raising my eyebrows. <laughs> I do remember watching Superman in the '80s. Christopher Reeve. Yeah, and that kid falls over Niagara Falls. Oh, and he saves him. And Superman like uh, dives down, or not? It, he dives down in the air he's flying he flies down and saves him yeah i remember
0: old school superman i feel like the new superman is not as good i have
1: never seen it
0: it's not great it's not great i just the guy doesn't he just looks like a, a cgi person his face does oh christopher reeve was such a good funny charismatic yeah, he's, great. he's so charming and the new guy is sort of like a
1: mop with a wig on Ooh, he's just boring take. Well, Mac's co star, Kristen Crook, had recently taken a course to help her overcome her shyness and raved about how the classes changed her life. Intrigued and eager for her own change, Mac agreed to see what it was all about and attended a two day conference in Vancouver. The conference Mac attended was for a subgroup within Nexium called Jeunesse, which claimed to be for women that wanted to take self improvement courses on female empowerment. Well, that all sounds great. What better person to teach that than a man? Than a male sex predator? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly who you want to be in charge. During the two days, Mac was treated like royalty due to her celeb status, and was even flown out to Albany to meet with Ranieri. Mac took to Ranieri and his teachings immediately, and when filming for Smallville wrapped, she moved to Albany, where she became Ranieri's faithful right hand. That is a lot of belief. That's you have. a that's to, a commitment.
0: To uproot your
1: life. You, yeah. Yeah, they were It had gone for about 10 seasons. I think they'd wrapped on the show. She wanted to change. She says in YouTube videos, you can see where she's recruiting for jeunesse and talking about her own story. She talks about how she'd just been broken up with in a relationship and she didn't know if she would ever find love again. And the classic story that we all go through where we're feeling vulnerable and down and then I guess they came along at the right time. That's what I was thinking.
0: I was watching her. uh, I was watching. It was like a CNN quick, you know, special about Raniere's Mm -hmm. conviction. Spoiler alert. He's going to jail, you guys. Mm -hmm. But it was footage of her on Smallville. You know, younger days. Yeah. Very bright eyed, happy mm-hmm. talking. And then a clip of her walking in to be <sighs> yeah. arraigned. It is. And, and she's just her face. She looks so sad. Yeah. And I just looked at it. It's this idea that our lives can splinter off into a thousand different directions. Yeah. And each choice we make sort of splinters us off into one of the other into one trajectory. Mm-hmm. But some choices are just so huge.
1: Yeah. That, that it's you, just it's, it changes everything.
0: From whence you can never yeah. return. She, yeah. Her life is wasted. You know, she had this reasonable reputation as a, you know, a good television yeah. actress or whatever, a nice person. And now forever she's going to be known as this yeah. monster.
1: And hopefully she can do something with that. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe speak on behalf of being, be- sucked, being in. sucked into something like this yeah. Yeah, and help help others not make the same mistake. Something. Matt quickly became an enthusiastic spokesperson and recruiter for the group, even saying in a recruitment video Working for Jeunesse is the most purposeful and satisfying thing I've ever done.
0: Watching the women who are in Jeunesse completely transform and evolve in a way that's so pure, it's just such a privilege. She is just, you watch, she these, is bright eyed and bushy tailed
1: for Jeunesse. You watch these videos of her on YouTube, and she's 100% in. She's 100% in. She also looks 100% brainwashed. She looks just, when she looks at Raniere... Her, she appears to be a, a walking it's like, in a in a daydream or It's a like a, a, a googly-eyed girl in the 60s looking at the Beatles. Yeah. It's just like this person <gasps> bigger than God that you can't even believe they're giving you the time of day. And
0: everything that he says she just eats with a spoon. Yeah. You can just tell. And the thing about Keith Raniere is if you like you have Tommy and he loves you and he thinks you're the greatest person in the world, beautiful, Better. phenomenal but he doesn't look at you like, everything you do is perfect, and I'll do anything No, he calls it. me on my bullshit. Yes, and I think that's the importance of a true, genuine yeah. relationship versus this kind of cult leader, worship me. Where everything's
1: rainbows and unicorns all the time. No matter what he does, it's yeah. right. I mean, yeah. that is, to me,
0: it sounds like she started to get into an abusive relationship. Yeah, very much. You lose your
1: identity, and everything that a, you love is theirs. It revolves around yeah.
0: him, and she gets sucked in, and his... Part of this whole cult, this whole organization, is that it's ultimate authority to him. Yeah. That he's the ultimate... He is the sun and moon. He, and that's it. Yeah. And he makes
1: all the calls. Absolutely. So... And all the money. Yes. Well, the dark reality was that Jeunesse was merely a group for Aniri to call women he wanted for his even more secretive subgroup, DOS. This is where it gets... This is where the racketeering begins, <laughs> yeah,
0: and the sexual. So where things exploitation. start to
1: really go off the rails. Yes. In 2015, Ranieri created DOS, short for the Latin phrase "Dominus obsequious Sororium," which loosely translates to "Master over the slave women." I'll
0: never forget in that warrant that the FBI agent said, "These are basically not even Latin words, and they're not conjugated properly." <laughs> it, it was a footnote, and it's unnecessary, but so yeah. bitchy. Yeah. Yeah,
1: like, okay, that's what we're really here to talk about. He's like, first all of right. all, he doesn't even know Latin. What a loser. <laughs> Doss was made up of Ranieri's inner circle with eight first-line masters who were then instructed to recruit more women from Jeunesse. While the secret sisterhood proclaimed to be yet another one of Nexium's women empowerment group... It was anything but. This is the Michael Scott, I'm here, and then I recruit three people,
0: and then they each recruit three people, and Jim just comes and draws a triangle. <laughs> I mean, this is yeah. classic. classic. I'm at the top. You eight are underneath me, yeah. and each of you eight get... I mean, it's just going not yeah. go on and on. So, who's at the top? Keith Raniere. And who's at the bottom? Women who
1: are suffering. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Pretty much. Well, in truth, Raniere was the Grandmaster, which he demanded to be called and with the help of his inner circle, created a sorority-like house for the women with plans to build a dungeon in the future where his slaves would be kept in cages. And yes, he called them slaves, and they called
0: themselves slaves. And they called themselves masters. There's a lot of slave terminology that's about to get thrown around. Yeah,
1: that's true. Just heads up. It's pretty horrifying. Yeah. Women inducted into DOS believed they were joining a membership program to eradicate weaknesses in females. It was compared to a secret underground society similar to the Freemasons. The program preached that women are weak, emotional, and have no character or discipline. They were expected to learn discipline through humiliation, which meant humiliating each other. Well, I think that's how he tricks them into staying is he says women quit things all the Mm -hmm. time because they're weak. Do you want to be a typical woman? You yeah. want to quit? You're I just bet, gonna be a standard woman. I bet you do want to quit because you're a woman. Yeah, I bet you want to quit because you're just so basic. It you're has, just like every other woman. There's nothing special about it. I thought you. you were different. It's gaslighting one oh one. Horrifying. It's it's and he this whole time is has the biggest boner because these women are tearing each other down and that's getting him off. And well, and in his presence and on his behalf. Yeah, exactly. Well, the first step in the DOS initiation process was for the women to take a vow of obedience to their master, which was another higher-ranking woman. One became a master by recruiting other women to join and were given power within the group and compensated financially.
0: So there's some
1: upsides to being a master. Sure. You get
0: get a pension, I suppose. You have to fuck Keith Raniere, who looks like he's been tarred and feathered but with body hair. (laughs) Yes, he does. He takes off his J Crew sweater and just has a hair sweater. They're like, sweater. sir, you
1: can't get into the pool with your clothes on. What? This is my body. Yes.
0: Why well, are you wearing? Sir, m- take
1: off that sweater before you get into the public swimming pool. This is my hair. This, this is, is my body. This is not a mohair sweater. This is my chest. <laughs> oh, so
0: gross. I'm okay with a little bit of chest hair, but he is. I don't.
1: I you know covered. what? I, I like it. I like
0: a little bit of chest hair. I like it. Really. <gasps> this ain't a little bit of this chest is hair. An excess.
1: This is. In excess, yeah. This is a Phil Donahue episode. (laughs) Just about his hair. About what's wrong with this man. Well, the slaves were expected to be on call to their masters 24-7 and were even made to perform regular readiness drills. They were required to perform acts of care and pay tribute to their masters by doing tasks such as bringing them coffee, cleaning their houses. The understanding among DOS members was that acts of care provided by a master's slave should ultimately amount to the master having the work of at least one full-time employee. So this is a uh, forced labor. Yes, very much. This is yeah. illegal. You're not getting paid. You're not allowed to do that. And you're doing probably the work of someone that should be getting paid forty-five, fifty k a year. Yeah. This is not an
0: internship No. where you get class credit. No, they're Even getting those are zero getting, credits. Sometimes you actually have to pay your interns depending on what they're doing. Mm, interesting. So, it's, this is where we start to we're get start into to, the federal the line.
1: Yeah. The federal crimes. One of the masters, Allison Mack, allegedly kept her slaves so sleep deprived and emaciated that they eventually stopped menstruating. She was also responsible for luring women to Ranieri's bed and would groom them for sex with the grandmaster. By requiring them to adhere to extremely restrictive diets of 500 to 800 calories per day, not remove their pubic hair because that was Ranieri's sexual preference, remain celibate, and forbid them from masturbating. So, this is my question. Mm-hmm. Allison Mack is doing these things,
0: presumably with, of her own free will. She's gaining a lot from it. She's gaining uh, the work of several slaves, to, for lack of a better term, money, financial compensation. Mm-hmm. But this is the pro. This is, I guess, why cults separate people. Because if I try to pull any shit like this, my sister would just go, "What the hell is wrong
1: with you, idiot?" <laughs> yeah, they. What are you la- doing? I, well, Sarah and Claire Bronfman were sisters. I guess that's. I true. don't know, but yeah, I see your point. You, you know, need best someone friend? like that. Everyone needs a Shannon to to slap some sense into so you. What What are you doing? But they they find people that don't have, they've just lost someone in their life. True. They've just been broken up with. They don't have someone. They're all looking for a change. Or
0: willing to move across the country away yes. from their families or sometimes to another country away from Your their family. Your whole thing,
1: she filmed, she was on Smallville for 10, ten seasons. She had no sense of She self. didn't have anything else lined up next. Like she's, To her, it's like, well, what do I do now? Yeah. She's looking for something brand new. But
0: my question is, so, yeah, that's fine. You join and it's Jeunesse and it's female empowerment. and Yeah, maybe some of the messages are a little off. But at some point, you're telling a woman not to shave her pubic hair. Mm-hmm. What, you're an adult with, uh, you know, you're fully competent. Yeah. At what point do you have to take responsibility for your actions? That's and this a is a question. question I have. I'm not blaming Allison Mack. This is my question to you as Christy and also the listener. That's a but good question. This is a person who's now been charged and pled guilty or whatever. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. But you, cr- you cross the line from, and that's fine if you want to go. Whoa, hey, this DOS thing—I sounded good at first, but we're putting people in cages and we're telling them not yeah. to masturbate. This is taking a, and I'm holding people down while Keith Raniere
1: I is think performing she, sex At this point, has been so brainwashed herself, yeah. that it all makes sense. Whatever he's telling her, however he is, positioning it, you know, like it makes sense to her. Oh, yeah. It it does make sense that we should all have to have sex with you because to you, really achieve achieve enlightenment, you're you know more than all of us, so we could become one with you and gain your not I don't whatever bullshit he's whatever doing. he's yeah lying to him. She's been she is also a victim. I totally agree, though. Even just because she's a victim does not mean she's not responsible for, for her actions. actions and making other people victims. And I think I'm maybe. Uh, crossing over here of like
0: morally she's maybe less culpable because she was vulnerable and she was taking it Mm -hmm. but like legally she's competent she's not insane she's not doesn't have a mental disease or defect she fully
1: and willingly participated there are text messages and emails between them where she is very much saying i'm on board coming up with ideas of things to do luring women late at night there's a lot of evidence that she was into it. So that's where I think I struggle
0: morally with this Al- with yeah. Allison Mack, particularly because that's my question is you're legally culpable. Yeah. And I just it, you just get this icky feeling in your stomach that uh, my
1: qu- my curiosity is like, when did it shift? When did she truly start that's an interesting question? Probably only one she can answer. Yeah. And she might not even know because I think these things it creeps are up on so, you. it. And it's just so insidious. You don't even know it's happening.
0: Yeah, it's like when that. you have
1: too many shots of you know, Jaeger and you're like, I'm fine. And then you stand up off the bar stool and you pass out right yeah. there because it just all hits you at once. I think it just like creeps up on you and you don't even realize it's just the, wa- the water slowly being turned up. And before you know it, you're drowning, you're, you're boiling. Well, yeah. and I
0: wonder, too, like if it's a confirmation bias where you say, well, I've bought in this far. Yeah. I would look like a real idiot if I backed up. Yeah, out now. yeah. And it's ego. You almost and... don't want
1: to let your stuff down. And the whole time he's also saying, "If you quit, uh, you're, you're not into it anymore. So you're just a typical woman. You're that, a that thinks yeah. you can't think outside the box. You're not smart enough to think, see why this is beneficial. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she is a victim, and I feel for her. But it is, it's real sticky because you also are like, how could you do this to other women? You're holding people down and torturing yeah. them. We'll get
0: to it. Sorry, I just that this is whole con. This whole topic just really
1: itches my brain. Yeah, it it is an itcher. It's a brain itcher for sure. Well, if a woman refused to have sex with an Eerie, the collateral she had been forced to provide upon joining would be used against her. Collateral consisted of embarrassing things. Such as nude pictures of themselves, solo sex tapes, and even letters falsely claiming they had been sexually abused by their fathers. So it was a lot of, uh,
0: da- you know, uh, embarrassing stuff you wouldn't want to get out there. Absolutely. Do you ever, have you ever taken
1: nude pictures? No.
0: The only nude pictures of me that exist were when I was like 19 or 20 and my body was rocking. <laughs> so the person who perhaps has those, if you want to leak them, you know what? Put them on a billboard. <laughs>
1: my tits have never been that high again man i wish i'd taken some pictures <laughs> when i was 19 because i'd like to reflect on those and be like oh man actually they probably sent me into a deep depression so no. it's better i don't have them I'm like, i think
0: of it as like an old football player who's like old now and it's like man i could throw a spiral yeah <laughs> yeah
1: yeah but you're also like god can i get back there no and then you just not care that's yourself. great there you go <laughs> well according to lauren hirsch Former prosecutor and national director of the advocacy group World Without Exploitation, collateral is a classic tactic used by sex traffickers to prevent their victims from speaking out. Hirsch also says that the grooming process within cults like this normalizes the experience by enabling victims to be turned into recruiters. So I think that answers a little Mm -hmm. bit of the culpability question.
0: And the collateral here, you know, Ranieri will claim later and Alison McElroy, they all did it. They wanted to do it. Yeah. No, I had no. I mean, well, that's if you like say, any kind of abusive relationship. They were. They said yes. Yeah.
1: Or Louis C.K. They said I asked them and they said yeah. yes. It's like, yeah. well, really, you're sort of blocking really, the door. or were they coerced into it and fearing for their lives, so they felt like they had no other option? Exactly. To say yes. And
0: you, you know, if you say, well, that's fine. You know, you don't have to have sex with Vanguard, but it sure would be a shame if this letter got out. Yeah, exactly.
1: Sure would be a shame if I put this letter out saying your father molested you, and then. Your father <laughs> didn't. And all of these are false do claims. Yeah. And then that's his life that's being destroyed. Well, and two, this is like mob tech tactics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's mafia techniques. Well, in addition to having to provide collateral, members were also given assignments by Mac and other masters. Former member Nicole later testified that Mac ordered her to stop having sex with a former boyfriend, become celibate for three months, and be available to m- meet with Raniere whenever he demanded oftentimes at 3 or 4 a.m. Just a lot of power, control, manipulation. A big deal about it with the whole being available 24-7 is they
0: would purposefully wake them up at 3 and 4 a.m. whenever you're in your deepest sleep Mm -hmm. because you get woken up and you're sluggish and confused and then kind of get into... Yeah, it's a power move. It's a power move.
1: Mac was also one of Ranieri's personal slaves, and to prove her loyalty to him, signed a contract saying that if she ever broke her commitment, her house would be transferred into his name, Future children she birthed would be given to him, and a letter addressed to social services stating she abused her nephews would be released. I'm a
0: contract attorney. I don't think this would stand up in court. We call this. She
1: doesn't know that, and the fear that this might happen is enough to keep, to, to make her stay. Yes.
0: This is what we would call against public policy. I would say we would not enforce specific performance of this
1: contract for You'd that would be reason. like, well, she signed a letter saying she would give this newborn over to him. So guess what? It's yours now. You are the father you now. You leave with this baby now. That, and what a coercive piece of crap. Oh, yeah. So much brainwashing. While most of the scars from the DOS victims were internal, one was very much visible and became a constant reminder of the pain and suffering they endured. Much like a farmer brands his cattle to claim it as his own, members of DOS were forced to have a symbol burned into their skin by a cauterizing pen. I'm out. Tap out. Is <laughs> this, this is, where you're done? I mean, is it This that... is where a lot of red flags went off for a lot of them. But again, they're in so deep already. And it's you're just like, you're going to stop now. You're going to give up now. Push through this. And imagine, imagine how far you've come. And now if you just go one step further, how much better things are going to be even afterwards. part of harem. Yeah, yeah. During these branding ceremonies, women were told to take off all their clothes and put on blindfolds. They were then led one by one to a sheepskin rug where they sat in a semicircle and waited to be taken to a room where they were held down on a table and branded near their pubic region with a white, hot cauterizing pen. The abusive procedure lasted around 30 minutes, during which screams from members could be heard throughout the house and the smell of burning flesh permeated the air Former member Sarah Edmondson later said, I wept the whole time. I disassociated from my body. She says that when she showed up to this, she was told she was going to be getting a tattoo. And then quickly realized that is not what was happening. Well, and in the videos, uh, I'm sorry,
0: audio recording of Allison Mack and Keith Raniere, because they're just, thankfully so stupid that they
1: left such a paper trail of all (laughs) the
0: thankfully so stupid
1: yet so arrogant such an arrogant like this isn't
0: a problem and we'll
1: never get caught even if it was
0: hours hours of them and this is my other question Uh, this is where you go back to like when is she culpable or not of him going you know people are might say that we coerced him and she's like well maybe we should ask them or tell them that they you know that they should he's say getting that they her want to it. say it like it's not
1: his idea yeah, yeah. yeah. or or
0: is she, is she participating
1: I don't know yeah. do you like yeah, it do you like the power true. I don't know in one recorded conversation between Mac and Raniere they decided branding ceremonies should feel like human sacrifice women would kneel and say master
0: please brand me it would be an honor that was also his idea so that he would be like they asked for it yeah Sure I didn't do anything they I didn't had want. it was all consensual pieces of collateral that I would release if sure. they didn't agree to participate, but they asked but they for also it. asked for it, yeah,
1: I wonder if those are also things that he does because in his sick, twisted brain, he feels like he's not responsible
0: he that's his argument in court that was not successful, but that his argument is that they
1: all wanted it, they all wanted it, and I think but i'm I'm saying I wonder if he really knows when he lies down at night and it's just him by himself, that what he's doing is wrong. But the way he can sleep at night is he's saying, well, I'm, they they're asking for it so they must want it so I'm really not doing anything wrong. Almost kind of like mentally yeah. reconciling yeah, it and Yes, so you're own justifying mind. it yourself because you know you're a sack of shit and you're <laughs> trying to justify your behavior. Also,
0: yeah, and I, and I always give people a little too much credit and assume that they think they're not going to get caught. But you're yeah. right, maybe the whole well it shouldn't look like coercion cuz I feel bad about myself because yeah. his ego. He was
1: he was smart even though he got a 2.26 GPA. That's not judgment, He was you know. smart and in covering some of his tracks or thinking he was covering some of his tracks, but
0: really just recording everything for the police to find. emailed and came down to it. They
1: emailed and texted a lot. Well, the women were told that the symbol represented the seven chakras, the four elements or bar alpha mu, a combination of a mathematical symbol and two Greek letters. In actuality, the symbol was made up of both Ranieri's and Mac's initials. If you turn it on its side, it's very clearly K R N A N Yes, and we will post a picture of it. It's not it's it looks like a scar. It's nothing that's gonna No like it's not ...not safe for work or anything. Yeah. Yeah. But it clearly looks like their initials. Yeah. yeah. When you turn it on the side. Well everything started to unravel for the sex cult in October twenty seventeen. When the New York Times published an article in which details of DOS began to emerge, with former members claiming they had been blackmailed, starved, branded, and forced to have sex with their leader. Fearful of the legal repercussions, Ranieri and his harem of seven women packed up and moved to Mexico, where they took up residence in a gated community. The U.S. and Mexico actually have pretty good law enforcement relations. So this well, is that's
0: good. not a great, yeah, place, it to wasn't run a great to.
1: place for him to go. No. In February of 2018, a warrant was issued for Ranieri's arrest, and by March, authorities had located him at the Puerto Vallarta luxury villa. According to an ex-member, Ranieri was preparing to have group sex with some of his slaves when police armed with machine guns burst into the Mexican compound. That is a boner killer. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe. Some might. Depending on what you're into. I guess that's true. Maybe not. A bunch of men storm in with guns. Some might pop a boner. Who knows? Who knows? Lauren Salzman said she was terrified and was only concerned with protecting Keith. While the women were told to lie on the ground with their hands behind their back, Ranieri cowardly hid by himself in a closet. After a few minutes, he emerged and was taken into custody. Ladies, protect me. (laughs) Lauren said she they were preparing to have sex with him. She was in the kitchen making herself a smoothie A fuck smoothie? Yeah, I guess so. And one of the lower-level slaves, as she called them, ran in, freaking out, saying, police are surrounding the compound. And Lauren said she immediately just went into, I have to protect Keith. She dropped her smoothie. She probably, I don't, yeah, she dropped the the fruit everywhere. But how sad that she had already been so programmed to just protect him. That was her immediate reaction, was just protect him. Yeah. And... They put him in this closet. We're trying to hide him. And then she tried to prevent the cops from coming in. They're like, get out the way. We're we got, got machine p- guns. We're coming in. Yeah. We got machine guns. Do you really want to do this? Nope. Ranieri was extradited back to the States and charged with seven counts, including racketeering, sex trafficking, conspiracy, forced labor, identity theft, sexual exploitation of a child and possession of child pornography. Dems is federal crimes. Mm. That is much worse. Racketeering means crimes committed through extortion or coercion. The person charged attempts to obtain money or property from another person, usually through intimidation or force. So this
0: whole collateral thing was racketeering. Very racketeering, yes. And whole sign over your credit card to me was racketeering. And sign your bank account to me was racketeering.
1: And the child pornography came into play because he had pictures of himself in bed with the 15 year old girls Mm -hmm. and the 12 year old that he had been in a sexual relationship with pictures of just them by themselves. Mm -hmm. And child pornography does not have to mean little bitty kids. It can be a 15 year old too. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Underage. Also, so this New York Times article comes out. They panic. They leave, go to Mexico. They just leave the house in Albany and it is filled with evidence what idiots hard drive after hard drive after hard drive and cell phones and i want to say that it's on the abc special and they explain that the like his password was really easy <laughs>
1: just like password
0: one, not two, like three. yeah like not or his birthday or, or just or sex it was like cult something dumb
1: yeah yeah <laughs> hair yeah <laughs> but hair his password is what's my favorite broadway play hair yeah i'm I'm killing it with these jokes that are taking you about five to seven seconds to really register but when they do they're hitting really hard oh man (laughs) well raniria wasn't the only one that was arrested and charged for the heinous crimes that had taken place authorities quickly learned who the power players within the cult were because of all the text messages and emails and arrests and charges were made in april 2018 Allison Mack was arrested on the same charges as Renary, and upon posting a five million dollar bond moved in with her parents where she was forced to wear an ankle monitor at all times she had a, she had to stay in the house for yeah. a, over a year. that would drive me insane over a year after being in a fuck call and
0: getting to do whatever you want and you had slaves and stuff, now yeah, you, it's back to the reality, yeah,
1: anger with your parents, so that's kind of a it's kind of i mean it could be a, <laughs> a bummer. wake up call, yeah. Initially Mac entered a plea of not guilty, but soon changed her tune and pled guilty to charges of racketeering, conspiracy, extortion, and forced labor. Because of all the text messages and emails. Yeah. She was also charged with sex trafficking, but refused to plead to that. At her plea hearing in Brooklyn, Mac sobbed and claimed
0: I joined Nexium first to find purpose. I was lost and wanted to find a place, a community in which I would feel comfortable. She also said she was truly very sorry and added, I have come to the conclusion that I must take full responsibility for my conduct, and that's why I'm pleading guilty today. Also, also because your lawyer said, girl,
1: you have no chance.
0: Also because, yeah, the judges uh, will not accept a guilty plea unless you take full responsibility for your conduct. So, so you have
1: to say, I, I'm yeah. fully responsible? You can't say, I
0: plead guilty, but I didn't really do this. I'm just pleading guilty because my lawyer—you have to say, mm. I did this. I am responsible. I accept responsibility in order to usually get, like, a plea that, deal.
1: <laughs> so we have of that foe where Jerry wants to return the shirt. They're like, why? Spite. It's I don't spite. think we take returns based on spite. All right. Well, then it just didn't fit. No, you already said spite. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You've already said spite. It's like you can't. We will not take this back unless you fully admit that there was nothing or something wrong with it. You can't just say, just say spite. Yeah. Yeah.
0: She couldn't just say, yeah, whatever. I mean, I plead guilty, whatever. It was just based on. I think at first she initially. I mean, you always plead guilty. Uh, Not guilty at first, because you want to see what the other side has as they prepare for trial and go through the discovery and motions and stuff. And then I think within days, they're like, you should plead guilty to this. They're only through like four boxes and there are 400 more. I mean, there's so much evidence. against her. And and the other thing was the evidence, allegedly, and then some of the stuff that came out in the Ranieri trial is like. Her sending smiley faces that mm. she's like excited. Oh, I, I'm going to bring you another slave master. I'm so excited! Smiley face emoji. Yeah. It's sort of it's horrifying. Yeah. It's disgusting behavior. But then to a jury, I think it's that's not sh- going to read well because she's th- not going to be a sympathetic figure to the jury. I think you're exactly right because you have this. Like we said, we can't really glean her emotional state or her mental state, right. but through this evidence we have, and the evidence was that she was loving it. She was a big fan of the whole thing, full she was whole hog into it and smiley face and all, and I think that was really not gonna play well to a
1: jury. You would they would have had to do a lot, a lot of cleanup on she was a victim, she'd been brainwashed, she probably would have had to have testified. Yes. A lot of psychologists, psychiatrists, all sorts of stuff been called and I don't think they would have won, even if they had gone through all of that. It's so it's overwhelming how much evidence they have. Well, she's scheduled to be sentenced September 11th, 2019, and faces a maximum of 40 years in prison. I. What do you think is going to happen? I mean, they don't have... The thing is,
0: they don't have to play ball here. It's not like any... They have... Well, she took a plea deal. She took a plea deal, so it's, she probably won't get the maximum. Yeah. But they're not going to let her off lightly. She was a sex trafficker, basically. I mean, she had slave labor and some people, some of the people were even more vulnerable because they were undocumented, you know, citizens, not citizens, non-citizens. Yeah. And she would threaten them with deportation and things like that. So she, this behavior, I think she'll get a few years at minimum. I think she'll probably get like five to 15. Yeah. And she's already served one. She's serving time now. I mean, she may be out
1: of jail in three, but she's going to federal prison. Yeah. Whew. That is no walk in the park. No. Well, shortly after Anirian Mack were arrested, federal agents raided Nancy Salzman's home, where they seized $523,000 in cash. There's always money in the Salzman (laughs) house. (laughs) She keep it in the walls? Where do you keep that much money? Yeah, you'd have to have a whole guest room dedicated to this money. God. And then you gotta like spray it down, like Breaking Bad style, so silverfish don't get on it. Wait, what?
0: (laughs) Have you you seen Breaking Bad? No, Paris and I just had this conversation.
1: I've never seen Breaking Bad. No, but he explained
0: the whole entire plot to me. It was very nice and helpful, so I didn't have to read it. Did it take
1: him years? Because that's how long the series was was on. Like eight minutes. Okay, you should watch it because I'm sure he did a wonderful job explaining it, the the notes. But it's a fantastic series. One of my top five. Okay, maybe top three. Ooh, but. Yeah, they, Probably she's got know how it a ton of, okay. yeah, that's true, but <laughs> okay. it's still worth watching. But she has an entire storage unit filled with cash and you got to go in there and spray it with like bugs? stuff. So silverfish, the so bugs don't get on it. Do they eat it?
0: Mm hmm. Ooh, no yeah. money's getting eaten by mm-hmm. bugs. That's crazy.
1: Several months after the raid, Salzman was also arrested and charged with racketeering conspiracy and identity theft. Salzman tearfully pled guilty to all charges, admitting to stealing email addresses and passwords of suspected moles within the organization and ordering certain videotapes to be doctored. Her sentencing is scheduled for July. So those are lesser charges. Yes. So she'll probably maybe still get maybe a couple months or something, or maybe at least just maybe like one to five years. ankle monitor stuff. I would think more than that. Do they like- have to sentence them? Yeah. To, to to time in it's, jail? There are certain
0: sentencing guidelines that the federal probation office is the one that decides. So you it's uh, would get appealed, I would assume. Well, I guess you can't really appeal a guilty plea. But it says in there, if they did X crime, if they don't seem like they're really, uh you know, they're not taking responsibility, remorseful. they're not remorseful or whatever, then you have to... I saw a lady get... Three months in jail. She was a postal worker. She got three months in federal jail, federal prison, for stealing a $25 Target gift card because that is like mail fraud. Like she tampering, whatever. It's like tampering with the mail. And she's crying and everything. And the probation person's like, listen, I'm sorry. And this sucks. And it was a $25 gift card. But the sentencing is like minimum three. And So you
1: really, even if you're like, this is really a bit much for this we have to do it because this is what the law It's says. part of the guidelines yeah you know? and that's there's a whole i could do
0: i could talk for days about mandatory minimum sentences and how they are passed with absolutely racist motives mm. but there are still absent state and that's usually for state law crimes or federal drug crimes a lot of those have mandatory minimums that are in some places being repealed uh or not followed by judges but there are at least guidelines. So you would say, okay, well, she's not just charged with racketeering. She's charged with racketeering and conspiracy and identity theft. And there may be multiple counts under each charge. And from that, they're not going to just let her out. Yeah. Yeah, She'll may, like I said, maybe one to three years, three to
1: five years. I don't know. Lauren Salzman also pleaded guilty (laughs) to racketeering conspiracy charges in March, admitted she had knowing and intentionally harbored a woman named Daniela in a locked room for more than two years, threatening to deport her to Mexico. Yeah, again, none of these facts are very good for these defendants. No. <laughs> During Ranieri's trial, Daniela testified that her entire family moved from Mexico to join Nexium. Ranieri engaged in sexual conduct not only with Daniela and her older sister, but also with their youngest sister, who was under the age of consent. When Daniela confessed to inary that she was attracted to another man, she was sentenced to two years of solitary confinement in a room for being prideful. This is false imprisonment. Yeah, this, this is, is straight up. Yeah, this is wild. Think this is like a di- crazy Disney plot. Oh, like you've been locked in a yeah, tower. Yeah, like you've been locked in a tower.
0: It's you got to wait true. for someone to come rescue you. This this is a vulnerable person who's oh, come yeah. from Mexico, who's undocumented. They're threatened to deport her. Her family's with her. Yeah. She sucked her family into this.
1: I mean, can you just imagine no. how scared she is? I'm, she's terrified. Locked in a room. So sad. By these monsters. Well, thankfully, Daniela's father and another family member eventually broke her out and drove her back to the Mexican border so she could escape. So that's how she had to escape, was go back across the border Basically, into her own country. run. Salzman is scheduled to be sentenced in September. Maybe
0: they'll put mother and daughter in an adjoining you know, cell. What a nice
1: bonding session. Yeah, we'll both go to federal penitentiary together. In 2018, Claire Brothman was arrested and charged with racketeering, identity theft in order to access other people's computers, encouraging and inducing illegal entry, and money laundering. She was released on $100 million bond. That is somebody that's got money and they know it. Is that why they do that? Yeah. Because I mean- Max was $5 million. Yes. And arguably her charges were worse. Correct. But they just look at this person can afford this. So we're going to make them do it. Yeah. They usually
0: look at and the prosecutor will argue and say or the U.S. attorney will argue and say this person has unlimited wealth and resources. Surrender. Make them surrender their passport. If you're going to go out on bond. Because yeah. what happens is if you're out on bond and you skip off, then they. To her private island that they had. Correct. They the- they were private island money rich. Ooh! Yeah. But then you lose your bond money while well, mm-hmm. they can afford to lose $100 million. Yeah. So um,
1: that maybe would be... $5 little... million would be chump change oh, to they, her. She oh, she'd go to the private island. Yeah. Easily. Okay. Upon pleading guilty to conspiring to conceal and harbor an undocumented immigrant for financial gain and fraudulent use of identification, the Seagram's heiress added... I am truly remorseful. She's scheduled to be sentenced in July. Throw her ass
0: in jail. I'm sorry. I'm starting to lose it with these folks. I mean, they've, they locked women in rooms, they yeah. burned them, they, it's, at it's, some point it's, you have to
1: part take... Part of my brain is like, they were also victims, the other part of my brain is they were also monsters, and I think those two things don't have to be mutually exclusive, I think that both those things can be true. And
0: I think there's a, a point that you tip your toe outside of victimness, and you step into the monster role kind of more fully. And, yeah. And what I... Maybe a litmus test is the ones that the government looked at all the evidence and said, listen, they were knowingly, willingly locking people up.
1: Yeah. For two years. That's a long time. You have to take responsibility for actions. Somehow her sister, Sarah, hasn't been charged.
0: And I wonder if Sarah was just writing checks and wasn't as hands on.
1: Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, she did lawyer up when all this happened, mm-hmm. but so far she hasn't been charged, That's which I'm sure advice. Claire's like, Of course, of course, Sarah wasn't charged. Sarah, Sarah, I'm Sarah. Second to Sarah. The last person that was charged, Kathy Russell, the former bookkeeper for Nexium, pled guilty to one count of visa fraud. She made false statements regarding the visa application of a nanny and faces six to 12 months in prison. So they're. So it wasn't just him that got taken down. No. I mean, rightfully so. These people did have a huge role in this and yes. have to be held accountable. I think so. That's Like I said,
0: it's hard for me to to really, you know, morally sort through it's it. A, it's a hard one to wrap your brain around. Because legally they're culpable, right? Yeah. And like morally they were there. Yeah, like I said, there's, there's got to be a line. There's got to be a point where you just start to step a little bit outside of victimhood and start to like it and start to want yeah, it. Yeah. So.
1: But we'll never know nope. where that was. Mm-mm. Only they know that. If no. they even do. But someone whose guilt is just completely there's yes. no question. Well, the only one to go to trial was Raniere. On May 7th 2019, his trial began in which he was pleading not guilty to all charges. The trial was held under extremely secure circumstances, normally the kind of security measures reserved for terrorists and drug lords. The jurors' names were withheld from the media and public, and the entire jury was transported to and from the proceedings in white, unmarked vans driven by U.S. marshals. Witnesses were also only identified by their first names for fear of repercussions by other Nexium members. Because they're still hanging out in Albany, there are yeah. still some faithful members. I mean, this is just his his inner circle are the ones that got taken down. There's still hundreds of women that are in this program that are like it or don't like that it. Are or still it. yeah, that are probably on the fence. Do I stay? Do I go? The evidence against Trinario was staggering. The government had seized documents, email and text messages, audio and video recordings, as well as the testimony of over a dozen people, including several of his former slaves. They really had
0: kind of everything. W- regarding the yeah. branding, there was texting between him and the slaves, as they called them, yeah. that said, How would you feel about me branding you? And they said, Like a oh, we cow. We love it, please. What?
1: Oh, she, they, she they said, didn't want she's it. She's like,
0: What? Like a cow? Why would you do that? And it's like, this. He's kind of convincing them.
1: Mm.
0: So, I don't know. It's. It was a lot. And the uh, the testimony was heartbreaking for some of these women. His defense attorney argued, You uh, might find a lot of things about him distasteful. And that Raniere's activities may seem... Repulsive, disgusting, and offensive, but most of them are not part of the charges. Not everything that is offensive translates to a crime.
1: Which is true, but a lot of what he did absolutely translates was to a crime. Was 100% racketeering yeah. and coercion and sexual exploitation of minors. Uh, to a T. On the other hand, U.S. Attorney Richard P. Donahue argued Ranieri, who portrayed himself as a savant and a genius, was in fact a master
0: manipulator and a huge butthole. <laughs> I just I added that last oh, part. Oh, I
1: hope he said it.
0: <laughs> the majority... Your Honor, could this be on the
1: record, please? I <laughs> like to go on record calling Ranieri a huge butthole. I read his Yahoo text me- his ra- Yahoo messages. The majority of the trial focused on Rainier's actions as they related to DOS. During the fifth week of the trial, a former member, referred to only as Nicole, testified she had been recruited by Mac and was told that she was expected to do anything that Renier asked, adding that Mac said, Now go be a good slave. Ugh gross.
0: See, I just the behavior like that, it seems that she should plead guilty to federal crimes and go to jail. Yeah.
1: But she's refusing to plead guilty to that one. To the sex trafficking part. But... So, even though she's refusing to plead guilty to that, she can still be brought up on charges for yeah, it.
0: They if could. someone... I bet
1: part of the plea deal is that they won't. Well, yeah. It said her plea deal was... it By playing, she wasn't going to be charged with the more egregious and sex damning charges. So, I guess she won't be charged with it then. Yeah, unless there's some other evidence that comes out. But I think it was... Everything was kept in that house. So, even if... even. If more uh, if former people more came out and said all this evidence against her and wanted to sue her, they couldn't because she no, you, you can civilly sue somebody all day long. Okay, this only also maybe that's what'll happen.
0: I was gonna say, and this only applies to, and this is what other uh, people had said whenever the arrests were first made by the federal government that they could still potentially be brought up on state. Law charges for other things. So say they said specifically, Allison Mack is charged with, you know, uh, coercion and racketeering regarding Jane Doe one, two, three, four, five, who the US Attorney's Office defines as, you know, five individuals who they know, but they're just, you know, keeping their name secret. And some sort of evidence comes out that there were six, seven, eight, nine, ten that she didn't get charged for. Mm -hmm. Then, theoretically, a a state level county prosecutor could go, you know, we think you raped these women and it would be a state charge. But racketeering, coercion, sex trafficking and the harboring, the stuff that has to do with visa and immigration, Mm -hmm. all those are federal crimes. Mm -hmm. So anything that they did that would run afoul of state crimes and some states have like cybersecurity law. Stuff where if you hack somebody's email, that's a state law crime, too. It's also a federal charge. But if you basically can't get charged twice for the same action. Yeah. Double jeopardy. Well, that would be charged twice in the same, like, charged twice in the same venue for the same action. Uh, okay. But... I think all day long they could go after him for state stuff, too. Mm. So I don't think she's in the clear. Yeah. And then civilly, if they, they like... So one of the members died. Yeah. And Raniere and Mac had access to her bank account mm-hmm. and drained, what, $300,000 mm-hmm. from the bank account and charged $100,000 on the credit card. I don't see why the estate couldn't go after Raniere yeah. and Mac and sue them civilly and say, you know, you misappropriated my dead family member's funds. And
1: I have to imagine... Someone's going to go after the Bronfmans.
0: Oh, psh. I mean,
1: what? Yeah, there's so much money to be had there. Well, they always say you can't get
0: blood from a turnip. I think Ranieri probably doesn't really have any money left. Allison Mack yeah. maybe gets Smallville residuals, but. But it's probably all gone to her lawyer fees. Yeah, and now the Bronfmans. But they've
1: got Shh. deep pockets, like you said. Cha ching
0: yep. cash register mm-hmm. machine. That was the cash Private register. Tommy's going to edit it in. Yeah. yeah. Be
1: great. Oh, yeah. Be great. Okay. <laughs> Well, Nicole's testimony went on to say that Ranieri had blindfolded her, taken her to an unknown house, ordered her to take off her clothes, and then tied her wrists and ankles to a table. He then circled the table, asking her personal questions about her sexual history. Terrified and confused, Nicole said she tried to answer the embarrassing questions when a third party began to perform oral sex on her.
0: So then if she is tied down and she says, don't do this, untie me, let me go, and they Mm -hmm. don't, then that's rape. And that's a state offense. So if that comes out later, then charges of rape could also be put on the table. I think so. I think the it would be whatever in Albany, whatever the county is in Albany. The reason why they
1: were tried in Brooklyn is that's where the federal court is. Gotcha. Nicole's testimony provided some of the most damning evidence to support the charge of sex trafficking. And at the end of his six week trial, the jury took about a half a day to convict Ranieri on all counts. His sentencing will take place September 25th, 2019. He faces up to life in prison.
0: I think he'll he'll get a pretty hefty sentence. I don't think he'll
1: get life, but I think he no, will get a hefty I, thirty to fifty years. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh pretty terrible. Yeah, he's gonna have a time of it in Whew. prison.
0: I think so. Once they figure out he's a not only this like idiot cult leader but and you know he's
1: gonna he's got to
0: slap run his
1: damn mouth and act like he oh, owns the place he's got a
0: punchable face oh
1: very they're very. gonna
0: yeah it's not gonna be great for him and then when they find out that he sexually exploited minors and kids yeah. and child pornography That's prison code they're gonna take him out of you know he's gonna have to probably be they'll in have solitary. Their way with him yeah it'll,
1: it'll be not he, a, i'm sure he'll be in solitary they'll yeah. have to yeah well so what do we think like I said, my whole... It's a, it's a hard one to wrap your
0: head around. It's that moralistic question, yeah. of like, when does culpability take a hold? Like, when are
1: you... When can you be absolved of the liability or culpability for your actions and your behavior? Just because one's a victim doesn't mean that they aren't culpable. My parents hit me, so I hit my kids. Yeah. You know, my parents didn't hit me. But you know what I mean yeah. yeah people yeah. say that Sure, sure, sure.
0: So, you know, it's you know the cycle of abuse or whatever. So, I don't...
1: Uh, uh, it's we, weird because of all the brainwashing tactics and everything that goes on and, truly and isolation and yeah. financially she's tied to him and I mean they were definitely these women that were charged and arrested were definitely victims as well as well but imagine all these hundreds of other victims that
0: lost tons, what do they do now tons of money tons of time their dignity their autonomy is
1: uh, <sighs> some of them are still in it this yes. cult is still going on. So,
0: they said people in Albany said they drive around in their BMWs near their Lululemon. Yeah. And you still see them. So, even after all
1: this, there are those that, true believers, that don't believe a word of it. And that's how deep into it they are. Or believe a word and go, yeah, that's what we do. That's fine. Or they're okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay yeah. It. yeah. It's tough. It is. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see um, the sentencings when those come out. We'll yeah. probably do an update once that happens. Definitely. So. So who knows? Well, let us know what you guys think. Yeah, what do you think, man? When do you think culpability it's attaches? A, it's, a hor- it's a hard moral question. I think it is. Yeah. Well, many of you have asked if we have a Patreon where you can donate to the show. We do. Our show will always remain free, but if you wish to donate to help offset the cost of making and hosting the show, you can visit Sinisterhood.com and click on Patreon in the top right corner. You can get some sweet perks like Patreon exclusive content, a Sinisterhood sticker, membership to our exclusive Patreon Facebook group, a special shout out on the show, and a monthly bonus mini We just released two mini sods. Because May, we didn't have any power. Yes. So you got May and June in June. Sorry and about that. They were real fun. Bloody Mary was one. We had a lot
0: of fun reminiscing about being wild kids and the stupid thing. One of the most embarrassing things I've
1: ever revealed. <laughs> I was sweating. I was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed to say that. We also did <laughs> our top fives, which included our top five scariest movies, unsolved crimes, and, and top five urban, urban legends. legends. Where Heather also sweat I screamed. when I told a when I recalled a scary urban legend. She straight up screamed in the middle I of it. I straight up screamed. I got goosebumps and then screamed. Yeah. And I had heard it before. And we've had several patrons message saying i couldn't i had to turn it off because i got so scared <laughs> it was so scared. which i thought it was a fun episode i didn't think it was scary but some of the stories are they're fun scary though. well
0: and again a very stupid embarrassing urban legend i believe that was also very dumb and embarrassing oh wow
1: but yours well, if you're was interested actually to hear what those are go to patreon and sign up we'd love your support and make sure if you are a patreon that recently signed up to stick around after our sign-offs to hear your shout out
0: And some of you have seen our awesome Sinisterhood merch supported by myself and Christy, as Mm -hmm. well as some of our awesome listeners. If you want your very own Sinisterhood merch, head to Sinisterhood.com and click Shop in the top right corner. We have t-shirts, hoodies, long-sleeve baseball tees, mugs, bags, baby clothes, all kinds of cool stuff. So if you want to look just as great as we do in our cool Sinisterhood shirts, which are just really soft and I probably wear more... very comfy. I wear more often than I should, honestly, for a a show that I'm on. Uh, Head to SinisterHead.com
1: and click shop in the top right corner. Well, the best thing you can do to help us grow is like, review and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please tell a friend who you think would like us to check us out. It means so much to us and really helps small podcasts like us get more exposure.
0: You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SinisterhoodPod and like us on Facebook and Sinisterhood. Christy,
1: where are you at on the computers? I am on the computers, on Instagram computers at Christy and Wallace and on Twitter computers at Christy or GTFO. Heather? You can find
0: me on Instagram at World, and on Twitter at the World.
1: As always, the devil rules the airwaves. And keep it creepy. <laughs>
0: Hey everybody, thank you so much for supporting the show on Patreon. Here are your Patreon shout-outs, Jeff Garlish. Thank you, Jeff. We love you. Adrian. Angela Moreau.
1: Dragon BB. Dana Bookstein. Liz Prince. Jen Long. Erin. And Jill Potkoleski. Thank you so much, guys. We
0: appreciate it so, so much. And keep your eye out for your Sinister Hood stickers, which will be in the mail soon. Keep it creepy. Waha. <laughs>
1: SINISTER